Hey, Nelson, alcoholic addict. That's not my real name. That's my pen name here at my newsletter. I have shared many times before that I believe that I have a spiritual gas tank. I like to think of it that way as something that you fill up and then you burn off and you have to manage it. You got to pay attention to it just like you do in an actual car. It is a lot like an actual gas tank. I start driving around in the world and I begin to burn off spirituality as I accumulate miles. And just and yes, just to make this a more confusing metaphor, um, literal driving in an actual car, it does test my spiritual gas tank quite a bit recently. I have noticed I'm not not doing great on the roadways with uh, with other fellow citizens in cars, uh, which means there's some gas tank issues, some spiritual gas tank issues, not actual gas tank issues. So. If you're not completely confused by now, <laughs> I'll try to explain what in my head, what is a spiritual gas tank? How do you fill it up? Um, I think we're all different, so please don't take my thoughts as the ultimate authority. It's probably between you and your sponsor and your higher power, um, how you fill your spiritual gas tank and how full it needs to be and all of that things. For me, right now, I need to do about five meetings a week at least an hour on the phone with recovery people. So maybe 15, 20 minutes every single day. Um, I need to do about an hour, maybe a little more reading sober literature. Um, I need to do some prayer. I don't do a lot of it, but I need to do some. And then I do 20 minutes of meditation every single day. Um, I also spend about two or three hours a week on this newsletter, uh, which has been a really nice little supplement to my spiritual nutrition every week. It's actually quite helpful. So you add all of that up, five meetings, meditation, talking to others, uh, some newsletters, <laughs> newsletter hours. Um, that's the recipe for me. And I know people that seem to fill up their tanks by doing other things. They sponsor lots of people, for instance, and maybe they get to fewer meetings. Uh, I know people who get a lot out of doing area-wide service for 12-step programs, like that's being a, a GSR or a DCM or something else um, in the hierarchy of how 12-step programs work. Um, you know, there's a world services for 12-step programs. There's state, area, local, you know, there's just like a lot of opportunities. And that's a beautiful thing. I've seen some people that really get a lot out of um, making sure anybody who reaches out for the hand of, of recovery help can find it, you know pamphlets, prisons, all of that stuff. Um, so listen, we all do it differently to each their own. It's awesome. Um, one important thing I'll say about me is that my spiritual gas tank, it changes all the time, you know, based on life, the weather, whether there's a pandemic or not, you know, all of these things, my age, the age of my kids, it all impacts it. I wouldn't set in stone anything, you know, as far as this is what it takes for me to stay sober and be happy. You know, it, day to day, week to week, it's different. You know, during the pandemic, I found that I was better off with one meeting every day, not, not even seven meetings in seven days. It was like a meeting every single day, you know, cause I had days where I tried to go to like two or three zoom meetings and then I would take a day or two off. Didn't work. Didn't work for me. I needed a meeting every day, uh, for that balance. I think I probably read during the pandemic, I probably read 20 books about recovery. Um, Everything from actual official 12-step uh, literature to like Drop the Rock, a, a, a Woman's Way Through the 12 Steps. I read that. That was great. Um, I'm a big Four Agreements fan. 
I read the ripple effect. I could keep going and going. But anyway, the point is I needed more work to fill up the tank. And then even then, I think I was pretty irritable. <laughs> I think it was a, it was a tough stretch um, because I really missed the in-person sobriety fellowship component to it. So talking about this today because my tank was almost on E recently and I knew it was going to be. And so I planned accordingly. Uh, we went on a, I think it was about a thousand mile drive in a minivan over the course of 72 hours. Uh, so it was me, my wife, and three kids. We went back to my college campus, which was very far away. <laughs> it was quite a grind. And um, during those three days, I did not get to any meetings. Um, but I made sure my spiritual gas tank was completely topped off in the days leading up to it. And it worked, it worked really well. It, we had an awesome trip. I felt pretty calm and serene the entire trip. Um, and boy, let me tell you, those trips will test your, they will, they will test anybody's. I mean, Gandhi wouldn't have made it in a minivan. I don't think it's with my family sometimes or me, you know, I think Gandhi and I would have been fighting. So, um, and I think that because I was in that place, I think that played a crucial role in why it was one of the best trips we've ever taken as a family. It was, it was a family get together and I'll remember it. I think I'm going to remember it when I'm 95 years old and I'm hanging out in the bingo hall at my senior care facility with you know two diapers, a reinforced diaper on, you know, I'm guessing I won't know my name at that point, but I will fondly remember this trip. That's how awesome it was. And so, but I did notice down the the home stretch of that trip, I did notice as we rolled back into town that my spiritual gaslight was, uh, it wasn't quite on yet, but it was, it was like starting to flicker a little bit on the drive home. And so I noticed I saw some bad drivers on the road that I considered maybe I would wave one finger at to say hello. And I groaned a little bit at, uh, family members who may or may not have been unable to pick out a food to eat, uh, because there was only like, I don't know, maybe 400 available restaurants along the way. So I might have been getting a little, little moany and groany about that. <laughs> the beautiful part of this story, the real point of it is that I know my tank pretty well. And so I knew like I got to get to a meeting almost immediately. And so I got to one the next day um, back here in Connecticut. Uh, I went to a meeting. I hadn't been there before. Complete dud. Absolute dud. Um Except it wasn't, you know, there was lots of people commenting directly on other people's shares, which I hate. There was lots of crosstalk, lots of murmuring, snarky comments, jokes. Um, it was like we were at a, at a stand-up comedy show. It was not a stand-up comedy show, though. It was a 12-step meeting. Um, so uh, I get a little prickly about that just because I, I, I just, if somebody walks in and they've never been to a meeting before, what is the example that I want them to? that I hope for them, you know, and it's not, Oh, if I share something, maybe people will give me a nickname and start making fun of me. I, that's not what I think it should be, but Hey, every meeting, every meeting's different. You know, it really is. I've shared about that before. Um, those are the kinds of things that I, when my spiritual gas tank is filled up, I can actually get a little high and mighty about which, Oh my God, if I rewind 10 seconds into this podcast, I think I was being a little high and mighty already. So, you know, whatever. On this day, though, I was at this meeting, and I was so grateful to have a meeting of any kind, and I devoured it. I spent time with a really spiritual friend on the way there and on the way home, and it was I felt terrific walking out of there, a big smile on my face, laughing, you know, not, not ready to, 
to take over the meeting or whatever. I just was, it's a little like if you, you know, if you can't, if you hate water, you can't drink water, despise water, no thank you. But then you get stuck in a desert for two days, like chances are you're pretty excited about the water. <laughs> you don't need pink lemonade or whatever, you know, you'll drink the water and it tastes good. So my, my gas tank, it felt full almost immediately. Um, I know I need to keep that momentum going the rest of the week. I need to like keep filling it up. Um, cause I don't think it's quite full. It's maybe three quarters, <laughs> three quarters from that one meeting. Um, so I'm probably going to try to, to, to whip out like a good string of connect consecutive meetings. Um, you know, one every day for, for a week or so just to make sure, you know, but for now the gas lights off and that's nice. Um, plenty of gas in there. I think I don't really want to push my luck on that. And I wouldn't encourage others to either. Um, I'm reminded of that Seinfeld episode where Kramer, notices that he gets a, a thrill out of seeing how far he can drive his car with the tank on empty. And obviously wild hijinks and chaos ensues. Not a, not a high that I plan to chase because I don't think it would end very well with, for me. Thanks for letting me share.